Hello, hello, hello. My name is Carita Robert Green, and welcome to the Unwrap Your Gift podcast, the show where we dance in conversation about all things to do with life, how to find your gifts, and hear stories from inspirational people around the world. You will learn how to celebrate who you truly are, unwrap your gifts, and step into your true, authentic power. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I am so excited to be joined today by the amazing Teresa Young. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited, Carita. Gosh, you have launched your podcast and it's just such a privilege and honour to be invited to be a guest on your show. I'm so excited that you said yes. Of course. (laughs) I was nowhere I was going to say no to it. It was amazing. And I know that you've just got so much to share with the world and helping people to unwrap their gifts. And I just would never have said no to this opportunity. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Amazing. I'm going to tell everybody about your amazing, amazing, amazing self. So Cherisha Young is an accredited and certified relationship master coach who mainly helps single and coupled up professional and entrepreneur women to confidently achieve and receive a loving relationship where they feel secure, alive and in their feminine energy. Based in the UK with a global business, she has over 16 years experience of developing, coaching and mentoring individuals, showing hundreds of women how to find a deeper understanding of themselves to set themselves up for dating and relationship success. She is regularly invited as a guest speaker and to share her expertise in publications on the topic of dating and relationships. Her relationship and coaching articles have been featured in online publications such as Thrive Global, TUT.com, The Universe Talks, The International Coaching News, The Ladies Coach, and Couples Learn. Wow. In (laughs) In March 2022, she launched her own podcast, Real relationship talk the podcast where she has open non-judgmental heart-to-heart conversations about love self-love self-care dating and relationships with special guests wow 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 I acknowledge you I acknowledge you and I want to make sure I read every single word of that (laughs) to get it right it's a mouthful, right? <laughs> it's a powerful. That's who you are in the world. And so much more, which we're going to start to unwrap today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So tell me, tell me a bit more, share more about your journey, how you got to where you are. And yeah, just share who you are with the world. Absolutely. I will start on the professional front. So what led me to becoming a relationship master coach and working in the dating and relationship industry? Well, where do I start? Probably hear a lot of people saying that, but I'm just going to boil it down to three key formative actual situations that happened in my life. So growing up, I was part of a family, the eldest of four 
children and witnessed the dysfunctional relationship between my mum and my dad. So my dad was mentally, emotionally and physically abusive towards my mum. And we had to witness that as children growing up. And it was incredibly frightening at some times and having to protect and look after my siblings just in a way that to keep them safe, help them to feel that they were okay was, you know, it was quite challenging as well growing up and especially being the eldest and having that, well, I say self-imposed responsibility. I wasn't asked to do that. And I understand, you know, why my mum stayed in that relationship. Now that I'm older, I completely understand it. And so from her point of view, she had met my dad when she was 17 years old, her first ever boyfriend, and saw that as the one easily influenced um, by, by my dad when he came in. And through the course of the relationship, not only was there the violence that I spoke about and the, the mental and emotional abuse, he also you know, cheated on her several times and fathered many children um, during that time. He was in and out of prison as well. He was alcohol and drug dependent, dabbled in some really heavy drugs at some points too. So there was a lot for my mum to navigate and for me to witness growing up. Now, it got to a point where after 30 years, my dad wasn't changing. So she knew that she had to do something about the situation. And she was given, obviously, as I can, as I'm sharing here, she was giving him chance after chance to change, but he didn't have that will and didn't have that motivation to make a change. And any change was really short term. So she decided to call the marriage to an end. And that made me witness how you can make a decision. My mum made a decision in that moment and a decision that she has greatly benefited from now. She's living her best life. She's so free. She's so feeling cared for. She starts to look after herself. You know, she's her circle of friends have grown so much. She's become fully independent. And that really gave me insight into how relationships can work and people's personalities. Because my dad was a bit like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He just never knew what he was going to get from day to day. So, you know, I had some some insights into how people can change actually on a day-to-day -day basis as well so that was very insightful when it came to relationships um, and myself growing up I had such low confidence such low self-esteem um you know in the Jamaican world people would call me Marga <laughs> because I didn't have any weight on me so to speak I used to wear two pairs of trousers in order to make my legs a bit bigger. I was referred to at school as olive oil from Popeye because I used to have my hair pulled back in the bun. I wasn't really at school, but you know, some of the guys and the boys can find it quite funny um, to say these comments, but it really knocked my confidence and my self-esteem. And I didn't feel very included with the popular people as well and the girls. And I felt extremely used by them. They would only call me to be their partner if somebody was ill or on holiday, for example. They'd bring me in, then push me away as soon as that person came out. So what I learned growing up was that I wasn't worthy, hmm. that I wasn't good enough, or I was only good enough as a second option. I was never the priority, never a choice. So that really knocked me and kept me quite isolated, actually. You know, at some points I would just go home for lunch. Actually, I did go home for lunch because I would be on the playground. I say playground, but this is more secondary school. So just out and just having no one to be with. So I thought I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go home for lunch. I didn't live too far away from school and spend that time 
at home um, with my mum because she was a stay-at-home mum at that time too. So I was able to have that connection with somebody. And so that was me growing up. So that was that whole self-love piece, self-worth that really made me think, okay, the relationship with myself isn't good in hindsight I can see that at that time I had no idea what was going on apart from just feeling really really lost mm-hmm. now the third thing that really kick-started me into my self-development journey was when a long-term relationship came to an end in 2009 I believe it was no 2008 was 2008 and it was a five-year relationship with my first serious boyfriend we were saving up for a mortgage, we were having long-term commitments, and it was the first person who I actually began to trust as a quote-unquote man as well, a huge generalisation, but I had seen various different behaviours of men that made me feel that they weren't necessarily trustworthy, and particularly with my dad too, but I was giving this guy a chance. Then everything seemed to be going so well, and the bolt out of the blue, I got a text message from him after five years saying that it's not working out. Wow. And yeah, you can imagine the devastation, Carita, that I felt in that moment. I thought, is this a joke? Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought, you know, what's he on? <laughs> no, what, what, what's going on here? So obviously I tried to, to understand a bit more because like there's no signs. Like I didn't see any red flags. We were young. I, mean, I was 19 at the time. So I was like, you know what is going on um so I was 19 at the time that I met him and then 24 when he actually brought the relationship to an end so pretty young um Mm. in terms of the the relationship but that knocked me because it was a text message there was no room for discussion about trying to correct it he had made his decision almost like overnight and that sent me into a deep deep level of sadness depression hopelessness helplessness all of these feelings I actually didn't think that I could breathe I felt suffocated I've never experienced heartache like I experienced heartache like the physical element of it I was actually at my grandma's house when I got the text message I'm spending a weekend with her just me and her and I was literally rolling around on her patterned carpet in the spare room just actually like scraping at the carpet just like clawing at what is going on here like I was so devastated and it actually started to just eat at me slowly on the front of it people wouldn't be able to tell I was smiley I was still going to work and I was a HR professional nobody could tell what was going on inside me but it was such an emptiness within me and it got to the point so badly I just want to put out a little bit of a trigger alert here that. I just didn't want to be here in the world anymore, Karita. I said it's pointless. No, all men are the same. A huge generalization. I now know that's how I felt. I was unlovable. I was thinking, okay, no, nobody really cares about me. Even school friends back in the days didn't know all of these like mini traumas and triggers were coming up for me because of this one thing. But it did take, you know, a good probably year and a half for it to get really to rock bottom. I hit rock bottom in that moment and I just didn't want to be here anymore. So I took an impulsive overdose and said bye-bye to the world. I wrote my suicide note and I left it on the bottom of my bed. I was um, sharing a room, I was still at home at that time, so I was sharing a room with my sister, so I just put it, I had loads of books at the end of my 
bit actually I had my sociology book my business studies book and I kind of cramped it in between so it wasn't too visible for people but it was still there should people start to rummage through my things if I wasn't to wake up so I woke up <laughs> oh. oh no I woke up mm. I was in shock now of course I obviously didn't do as much as I thought I had done in order to not wake up but I woke up and I knew in that moment Carita that I was given another opportunity and I was not going to stay in this rock bottom stage where I was I said no I'm not going to stay there I have to do something about this now because I've been given another opportunity mm-hmm. so I went to see my GP and I expressed to her what I was thinking the actions I had taken no attempted suicide as they would call it and she said okay we've got a couple of options I can either prescribe you antidepressants and I was just not into that because I'm just thought I'm not going to rely upon this you know that can have a long-term effect it just wasn't for me it can work for other people but I made a choice for me that that wasn't going to be the path that I wanted to take so I decided to do CBT which is cognitive behavioral therapy and it works for some people. It doesn't work for some people. But for me, it really works because I've got a HR background and I'm into processes and worksheets and all of that kind of stuff. That's what CBD did. It helped me to write things down, to witness my thoughts, my feelings, my behaviours and how that was impacting on the results. And when I realised that it all starts with the thoughts and maybe the belief that is running behind that thought and I can change that. And that changed the way that I felt. And then that changed the way that I was behaving. And then I was starting to get better outcomes. I was like, oh my goodness, how many, something that seems to me now very, very familiar, how many other people don't know about this? So I made it my mission to actually go out there and study more self-development, professional courses. I've got qualifications in um, coaching, NLP, in counseling, also did lots of personal development, communication skills, you know, all of that because you no know, one of the fundamental things about the way that we talk to ourselves when it comes to communication, our self-talk. So I learned all of that. I also done a little bit of the spiritual side, delved into Reiki and started to understand myself more on a spiritual level. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this alongside my HR profession I was a HR manager to the point where I then became pregnant I went on maternity leave and I then decided that following maternity leave that I was not going to go back into the corporate world and I was going to make it my mission to be a coach to help people fundamentally with the relationship they have with themselves. That's how I started off it was that whole self-love self-care piece. Then I thought oh okay the relationships we have with other people are impacted by the relationship we have with ourselves. So therefore, let me expand that and move more into relationships. And then it was relationships of all kinds. And then I got my niche, which was relationships um, on a romantic front, the intimate front, being dating and relationships there. So that is, in a nutshell, of course, I've had many setbacks and obstacles and I could have you know, a whole, you know, episode or two just talking <laughs> about that but I'm mindful about time but those were the three things that really got me on my way mm. of doing that professionally and 
you know, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm now a mummy to a daughter, an amazing, incredible daughter who's five years old, going to be six very soon. And yeah, I, dare I say, the love of my life. <laughs> beautiful, absolutely beautiful angel. Yeah, she is. She really, you know, keeps me motivated. And, you know, I witnessed through her my journey, mm. you know, what led me up to being a mummy as well because mm. I even remember at one point I didn't even think I was going to be able to have a mummy it's just one of those thoughts and you know, I had family members who struggled to conceive and so I inherited those kind of thoughts what about me I would never be able to be a mummy those kind of thoughts so you know when she was born I was like completely blessed and was able to really witness the journey up to that that point as well and um yeah it's an incredible it's an incredible relationship that I have with her too amazing Wow. Wow. I'm just saying wow a lot because I'm just like blown away from your story, your journey, who you are, the strength, the resilience, everything that is taken to be where you are right now today. And, you know, it's just, I think so many people will be able to relate to bits of your journey at different stages and the mindset, the positivity, the strength, the power that you ooze from coming from like from you know your, your resilience yeah. your resilience of that bounce back and thank god that you are still here that is just such an amazing miracle and you have so much more work to do on this earth there's definitely a plan for you <gasps> I absolutely feel that and you know, one of the key words that you use there is resilience and I feel incredibly resilient even more so now and because of that resilience, it's really given me that motivation to think about, so what's my next steps now? You know, how can I continue to be of service to the world? And that's why I'm so blessed and fortunate to have a business that is global so that I am able to reach you know, various different continents in the world to help people to build that connection with themselves and then that connection with other people. Because I truly believe that you really have to know, love and trust yourself first before you're even able to have quality, healthy, loving relationships with other people. Absolutely. That self-love is important. And it's great that you teach people how to have that self-love within themselves first before they get into a relationship. So as a relationship master coach, just yes. share for those of us out there who have no idea what that is, what do you do? Just yeah. give us a bit of a, you know, just, just share. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as you read out in my bio, I really am focused on helping people to feel safe in love. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing about being a master coach is that I help people to really connect with their feelings. And it's a, a V strategy that I use in order to actually delve deep because you no know, coaching is absolutely fantastic and a lot of people come to me saying that they want the dating tips and the strategies and want the questions to ask the person and I said you can ask those questions but is the energy that you're bringing to that conversation you can ask the exact same question but if your energy is a bit funky or you are carrying some sort of emotional baggage some fears some doubts that question is going to come across so differently so what I do is I help women 
mainly women, because I do work with men too, um, but mainly women, whether they're single or coupled up, to actually, let's just revisit some of the things that you could be carrying around, or as I call it, the baggage that you might be carrying around. So that could be relationship patterns, it could be past traumas. I'm not a trauma therapist, but I can actually just understand a bit more about anything that they could be carrying around with them. Also, anything that doesn't even have to be relationship wise it could be like I experience um, problems and difficulties at school relationships with their parents um, looking into somebody's attachment styles and just understanding whether they've got an insecure attachment style and then that's impacting on their relationships with other people um, whether they've got a secure attachment styles maybe because they're so super duper secure that they're not actually allowing somebody to be able to really connect with them this is why I love working with feminine energy too because quite often as women especially if we are working in the corporate industry we can be very much in our masculine energy and for those who don't really understand or haven't even heard about feminine masculine energy basically we all have energy we're all made up of energy and the science backs that up and it is said that we have feminine and masculine energy in us it doesn't matter what gender you are your sexual orientation doesn't matter it's just an energy that we carry and the masculine energy is the one that's the goal sitter it's the vision it's the the purpose driven it's the provider energy it's the do 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 energy that a lot of women in corporate also if you're a single mum and you're looking after um, the child and you're playing both the, the father and the mother role so to speak you can be very much in your masculine energy so there's do 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 energies and when we're doing that we are not necessarily paying too much attention to the feminine energy so it's not activated or amplified and that's what I do in my business is to help women to activate that softness that receiving energy that being energy where you are in flow where you are resting where you are just being very creative as well in the energy and just allowing yourself to take your hands off the control and just be and it's not uh energy of being submissive or weakness or martyr or being a doormat and the various other words that you can think oh I'm not going to be taking control it's not about it's just an energy that you can actually balance out as much with the masculine energy too so that's what I do um, in the business as well a lot of it is forgiveness work so I actually have a four-part framework or methodology that I use so the first part of it is the carriage it's called the four c's blueprints mm -hmm. so the first c is carriage and this is where we start to look at, you know, relationship patterns, any attachment styles, any anything that you could be carrying around with you, fears, doubts. And we start to do some forgiveness work on that, start to find ways to heal, start to find ways to release some of those energies. So that's the first part of the four part methodology. The second part is the I call it ceremony. So this is where we start to do some mind body connection work so we are looking at you holistically your body your sleep your exercise the food that you're eating just to make sure that you are housing your body well because it is said that the body is the home of feminine energy so we have to make sure that we are doing the things to rest for example are you taking your annual leave because <laughs> 
you know, a lot of people are not even taking their annual leave and holidays. And it's important that you give yourself that break to do that. Lunch breaks, you know, various things like that. Take that. That's there for you. They're there for a reason. Mm. And some people don't realize that in natural fact, you are still being productive when you're resting. So it's about getting comfortable with the rest. And I also have a couple of meditations that I will walk my clients through, um, affirmations we start to work on to really start connecting people with themselves. So it's a ceremony, it's a bit like a dance that we do in that module, which I absolutely love. And I've got some guest experts that have also done videos in terms of how to look after yourself um, with my coaching clients. Then the third C is connection. And this is when we start to look more deeply into your purpose, into, as you may describe it, the gift that you have and how you can have a greater sense of yourself. Now, what do you stand for? Now, where are you now? In reality, where are you and where could you be? So you start to look at some goals and just really connecting people to who they are as a person, because we can wear so many different hats. The identities like mummy, employee, sister, partner, whatever that might be, we are wearing some hats, but strip that hat off, who are you? you know, really you know, at your core. So we do that work there. And the fourth C is communication, which is really important when it comes to the way that you speak to yourself, self-talk, alongside the way that you speak to other people. And communication is a big piece because it's just not about the words that you use. Mm-hmm. It's about your body language. It's about the way in which you say it. And also it's about how you can bring about a sense of, closeness and intimacy with your partner just through the way that you communicate and that's one of the biggest hurdles that I see when it comes to dating and relationships is ineffective communication and because people aren't necessarily confident about the way that they communicate um, and also they're not communicating in the way that's going to necessarily be received well too mm-hmm. so it's about are you being emotionally charged or are you being emotionally intelligent with the way that you communicate? So I work my clients through that too. So, and then they start to achieve, you know, the, the outcomes that they want and the results. And sometimes it can be small wins. Sometimes it can be massive wins. Like I had a client, I was working with her for a few weeks. And one of her big major wins is that she really wanted to get engaged. Um, and she set an intention. And I said, okay, so let's start working on your feminine energy and softening it, getting you comfortable with communicating and expressing yourself authentically. And within, I would say, it was two and a half months of working with her, her boyfriend at the time proposed. Wow. He, yeah, I was thrilled. She was said she was doing a happy dance. She said, I'm doing a happy dance. I was like, excellent. They're getting married in April next year now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, amazing when we just start working on ourselves as well and the way that we express ourselves things can be so different absolutely wow 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 there is a big focus on ourselves yeah 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 there is so what would you say is your why why Mm. why do you do what you do what's your inspiration I think a lot of it was triggered by me I think, 
because I had to live the experience. I had to feel the heartbreak. I had to feel the lack of self-esteem, self-worth in order for me to have that motivation to help other people and to know when I saw it work for me, mm. but it can work for anybody else as well. The various different therapies of course that you can take therapies coaching find one that works for you you know if you wanted to do that self-exploration but it was that and as humans we are wired to connect that's just how we are and I witnessed personally professionally through also you know family and friends what you see on the internet just how fragmented our connections are and what that leads to loneliness depression, sadness, frustration, pain, you know, all of these various different emotions that it elicits. And my why is for people not to live in that state of survival. Mm. It's for them to thrive, not Mm. survive, to thrive. Mm. For them to be living life so they feel a little lighter and brighter each day. And for them to be able to see that progress and to know that they are fully whole and complete they don't need somebody to complete them. They really are complete and whole in themselves. Somebody will be an icing on the cake. They will come and they will compliment you. Yeah, absolutely. But you are already whole. And so my why really is that in order for people to experience love, connection. And sometimes people are there for a reason, a season, a lifetime. It depends, but it's to see how you can take the lesson and the blessing and learning from those experiences. Of course, there may be heartbreak, there may be pain. Time, it depends upon what you're doing with the time. They say time is a great healer, but I firmly believe that what you do with the time is Mm -hmm. going to be more crucial. So that's like my major why. And not only that, my daughter. Like, yeah, my daughter is my why because... I really want to be a source of inspiration for Mm. her too. My daughter, she has a diagnosed disability. And so when she was 18 months, we found out that she had global developmental delay. I had never heard of it in my life. So basically she wasn't meeting her milestones. And growing up from the age of six months, I really felt as a mummy that something wasn't quite happening as it should do. I was like, why is she not meeting her milestones? I was looking at those milestone cards that you get. People, you know, gift it to you when the baby's born. At six months, I'm now doing this. At seven months, my cards were blank. And it was really getting me down because I was like, I was in mummy groups, parent groups on WhatsApp. Oh, look, my child's now doing this, rolling over in the cot, now crawling, sitting up. I was like, why is my daughter not doing that? Like, really baffled me. So I started to question myself, started to get really like postnatal anxiety, thinking, what am I doing as a mummy? And, you know, what am I doing wrong? So again, lots of triggering things from when I was younger started to come up for me. But when she was 18 months, we got a diagnosis say that it was global developmental delay so we started to get various different therapies in place occupational therapy physiotherapy because she didn't start walking until she was three years nine months as well so she was very delayed she's still non-verbal currently non-verbal so we've got speech and language therapy so we started getting all of the therapies in place in order to see how we can support her and to help her to thrive and then november last year we actually we took part a few months before myself and her father 
and my daughter and it was trio whole sequencing so it's a whole genome sequencing so basically they look at my genes they look at his genes they look at my daughter's genes and they try to see whether there's something genetic happening and lo and behold it came back that there was and it's not inherited there was a mutation of the gene called med 13l syndrome so is it the med 13l is a gene but it's now a diagnosis of med 13l syndrome that she has so there was a distortion mutation of that gene during the conception process so it kind of meant aha it makes sense now it's not just global developmental delay where people say or well, they're trying to use the word impairment now because it's not always a delay it actually could be long term and so it was like oh okay so there's some understanding it doesn't change the course because apparently well there is no cure at the moment and they're doing research to see whether there could be a cure but it just gave some some understanding as to where she is right now and so the therapies are still in place but she's my huge motivation because no matter what, she always does her best. She always does her best to communicate in a way that we can understand. And it takes us because she is currently nonverbal to be able to understand what she is trying to get our attention for, what she wants, her needs and her desires. And my goal, my why is to have her thrive in a world that is currently quite challenging we encounter so many challenges out and about in public when it comes to accommodating her needs you know I'm on a mission to make sure that educationally she's getting the support that she needs at school and so to kind of be a source of inspiration for her so she can sit back and say mommy did her best no she she accepted and she acknowledged the label condition that I have but she also did her best to make me thrive, to almost sometimes push her out of her comfort zone so that she can just to see, you know, can you do it? According to the label, you shouldn't be able to do this. But mummy has said, we're just going to try it. Oh my gosh, you enjoyed that. Fantastic. So you know, she's my huge wife. I really want her to live the best life that she can live, considering the parameters that she may have growing up. So. And I've got goals now. I want to take her to Disney World. I want to take her to Lapland. I want to take her to all of these places. So she's my huge motivation for, for and, and she's just so happy and content all of the time. You know, each morning I wake up and go into her room to get her ready. You know, she's laughing already. I'm like, oh, the joy that she just brings. Oh, it's just amazing. It's just such an honor that she chose me to be her mum because I believe in that spiritually. I believe that we choose our people and she chose me and I chose her and I would not have it any other way. Wow, that is so beautiful. That just your why is your daughter. That is amazing, amazing. And she is such a gift to the world such a gift and I acknowledge you for running a busy business international being yeah. a mom you know you you are really really out there doing some big things in the world thank you so I'm gonna move on to say what would you say is your gift and when I talk about gift I'm talking about natural talents or abilities or skills something that you're known for what would you say would be your gift well, of course, it's my singing voice. <laughs> no, not quite. Um, Mikey, what am I known for? 
people say that I have a softness that they feel extremely comfortable around me that they can talk and I listen mm-hmm. and I actually listen to understand what somebody is saying mm-hmm. I have a deep level of empathy mm-hmm. and I'm pretty intuitive too I'm a Pisces and for those who subscribe to astrology we are very intuitive people we are the oldest sign in astrology so we have that old wisdom apparently so so I have that element of intuition and softness and kindness and I listen to people and they feel that they can come to me and feel comforted to um and that's really I don't go there to tell people what to do because as a coach and I just know that people have the answers within them but I want to strike really meaningful conversations with you that person is open to a conversation about how you can make find a way forward as well and so I would say that my gift is that comfort piece that I give to people I don't have a big bold energy you're not necessarily going to find that from me I am quite a natural introvert mm-hmm. actually it takes a lot for me to get myself on camera and some people think oh my gosh we didn't imagine that you would be a naturally quiet person but I am I really am but I push myself to get out there so that I can be of service to the world and be visible and show up. So I would say that that is pretty much my, my gift. And you no, know, I can connect, I can connect very easily with people mm. if the energy is aligned, because of course, you know, there has to be that alignment. Um, but usually in the main, I do connect with people very easily and effortlessly. Wow, amazing. I love that. You you are a gift to the world as well. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love it that. Took Go me on. a while though, because I think I needed to become connected with my authentic self. Yeah. That's still something I'm working on. You no, know, I'm human too. You know, it's all about growing and still continuing to discover more about who I am. But the more that I can be real, the more real real relationships I am able to develop and nurture with people so it's an evolution process and I'm not at the destination I don't necessarily there is a destination it's a journey so this is why I'm on this journey and I will sit back and I will reflect and I do good (laughs) good um, practices such as gratitude no I am constantly living in a state of gratitude because it's an antidote to feeling the worry, anxiety, whatever might be popping up. If I can just say, okay, what's the blessing in this? What can I be grateful for right now? And so it's those various different practices that really have helped me along my journey to to be able to to share my gift as well. Wow, I love that. And gratitude definitely is an amazing thing to do and practice daily. Oh, gratitude is a must, yeah. um and I want to just say like we just what would you say because we're wrapping up now we've, we've done an amazing interview you've been great yeah. and um, what would you say is one of your favorite quotes that you you have in your life one of your favorite quotes gosh there's so many quotes that have jumped out at me I like the softness of this one that's a really good question Greta mm-hmm. um I like the softness of this one. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Mm. And that's by Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm. Because we don't often allow ourselves to dream. We set goals and understand that 
the dream sometimes we are disconnected with because we need to believe in our dreams take action upon them of course you know just sitting down and not doing something take, take inspired action that's really important the inspired action but it's the dreams and we can be so caught up in the business of life that we don't allow ourselves to dream anymore. Dreaming is something that you think you do as a kid. Oh yeah, you've got your mermaid, you've got your unicorns, you know, all of that kind of stuff, dreaming. But as adults, we can dream too. And when you connect yourself to those dreams energetically, so much beauty can manifest for you. Mm. Whether that's in love, life and relationships, whatever it is. But uh, give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to dream. I love that. I love that. And that is an amazing, amazing quote. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, so you. as we wrap up, as we wrap up, uh, what would you say is the message that you'd love to leave with the audience? What would you like to share with the audience today? One key message I would like to share is that you are love, loving and totally lovable. That's one key message. And I would also like you to I would invite you to consider that self-love is self-responsibility. We do have to take responsibility for our mind, our body, our spirit, for our boundaries as well. Set good, healthy boundaries for yourself and be committed to that and in your relationships too. And boundaries simply means taking care of your well-being love means taking care of your well-being and also looking out for the well-being of other people too beautiful beautiful thank you so much Teresha. Oh. you have been a blessing oh thank you for having me i'm oh, so enjoyed this conversation Karita. it's been amazing and i wish you all the best for your podcast going forward i know it's just going to just ignite the world I'm so excited. I just let, let everybody know how they can get in contact with you and I'll drop the links below after. Okay, so I am Teresha Young, T-E-R-E-S-H-A. And yes, the H is meant to be there. And you can find me across all major social media platforms on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. If you just put Teresha Young, I'm omnipresent. You will find me there. Also, I've got a website, www.tereshayoung.com, or you can email me at let's connect at Teresha Young and.com. Let's connect at Teresha Young.com. That's where you can find me. Amazing, amazing. Guys, remember, we are all born with a gift, and we all have special skills, talents, and gifts that we can use to be successful. And now's the time to unwrap your gifts. Subscribe to the podcast and see you soon.